0: Blue Gold Sports is rich in tradition and excellence. It's about the athletes, the coaches, the games, and the history. And it all rolls into one place. It's the Rolling with the Golds Podcast. Your official UW-Eau Claire Blue Golds Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling with the Golds Podcast. The episode before... A quick holiday break for for a week. There, we've got uh Nick fresh off of uh, a little time in Florida. I came back, you came back as much as I didn't. I uh,
1: I, I wanted to, yeah, yeah. Missed, was, missed weather wasn't your typical like sunny and mm-hmm. 90 right, yeah. yeah That's it was like not, it was like the highest we ever got was like 75. Okay, cloudy almost every day.
0: Okay. You been, learned a lot, breeze. though, right? I learned
1: a lot. Yeah. Watched some good volleyball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unfortunately, Wisconsin couldn't get it done against Texas, but, I mean, Texas, Texas got was, it done.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. They were. And then sweeping Nebraska in the, in the finals there, too. Yeah. So, it was, it was part of history. Broke, uh,
1: broke the indoor championship attendance record twice. Awesome. So 19,700 and some change.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: so when did you get back? What day did you fly back in? Monday. Monday, did you? Okay. Yeah. Hopped on a plane, the MSP, came back, took five minutes to fresh myself up, and then we had a department meeting. Nice. So,
0: there you go. Back to the grind right away. Yeah,
1: Exactly. I, no, let's just say I got to bed very early, and I'm still <laughs> recovering a little bit, but well, yeah, it was fun.
0: good deal. So... We so had that obviously. If you listened to last week's episode, which was a lot of fun with uh, with Coach Kim Woody, talked about uh, what you guys were doing down there, and she kind of previewed that. So and and we
1: we were chatting just about you know listeners and stuff like that. The amount of people that came up to her and said, "I really enjoyed the podcast you did." Like what? <laughs> you're you're a coach from the middle of nowhere in Iowa.
0: Like, oh, it's actually other got the coach. All like, oh. their
1: volleyball coaches. So like awesome.
0: Well, I've had to make you feel a little good too. Yeah, right? well I'm just
1: sitting on the side like, Oh my gosh, it's not just my mom listening at home. Right. That's awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: It was it was good. Awesome. Good deal. Well, she's uh she's a lot of fun to talk to though too. Yes. Coach oh, Woody. Definitely so. have to have her back on. Absolutely. Uh I know, you know, games are kind of scattered here because we've got uh, holiday breaks uh, coming up here. But to, to kind of recap, you know, some of the stuff. Uh, I think it was in the last episode you, you mentioned. Uh, you know, she was going to get to four hundred if she was, and she did. Coach England getting a win four hundred, uh, joining some elite company. Not a lot of coaches, past or active, have four hundred career wins, but uh, she got it done. She got it done, mm-hmm. and I think um, I, I saw WQW
1: did a little feature on it, and yep. I think she said it best in the sense of like. It, it, it's nice to get the recognition, but that's just that's just the culture that she's she's built since she's gotten here.
0: She seems very humble in a lot of aspects with that too,
1: right? Yeah. And, and and the fact that like I don't know if you saw like photos online, but like the team put a, put together a whole banner for her and signed it and mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and yep. it was it was great. Um, you know, selfishly, would have been a little little nicer if we could have gotten it at home but Mm -hmm. you know we'll we'll make sure that we we celebrate that when they when they come back from their trip um over break and Mm -hmm. yeah i mean just one of one of the top tier top tier not not just coaches but just humans ever have ever met Mm -hmm. and so that was very very special um shout out uh peg johnson who I mean, she's been with Tanya since since the beginning, yep. and I don't think Peg gets a, enough of the recognition that she does. So, That's yeah. one of my former professors, Professor Johnson. Same there. here. Yep. So, so yeah, she's – they, they took, took down a – it was an interesting game up in Superior. I mean, even a back-to-back, playing a little early here for the men. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Jim can get loud, um, but they got they got it done. Held Superior to under 35 points. Um got things done in the offensive zone so they're 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 looking good
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely and as you mentioned they're going to be heading down to uh kentucky here for uh for a holiday tournament as well uh did i see uh transylvania edgewood and saint uh on on the schedule or is that still kind of to be announced uh, at this point for for their opponents i believe it's a four team tournament okay yeah, okay. so
1: uh, they play Berea College on the 29th, and then they play the winner of Transylvania and Edgewood.
0: Gotcha, right there. Okay, right there,
1: right there, the next day. Okay, so
0: so they got that coming up. Men's wise, as I, I know you mentioned it uh, in a previous podcast, you know they don't they don't have a holiday tournament because they already did. You know, kind of was it last year? They did a tournament uh, at the beginning of this year. They went down to U earlier this that's, year. That's right. So, but they uh, unfortunately had their five game losing streak snapped by uh, by Bethel uh, the other day. Right. So but.
1: they extended it at Superior. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, yep. to go into. I mean, I know Superior's in the Wyac for basketball, but still go into Wisconsin State School and come away with two wins is mm-hmm. is big. And I mean, both those teams compete in the UMAC um, and are usually towards the, the upper end. And both, uh, yeah, I mean, both both teams have have connections to Superior. Assistant mm-hmm. Coach Sally Lindsmeyer played there on the women's side. The men's side, former assistant uh, Greg I. Not even try to say his last name because I'll butcher <laughs> it. Um, under Matt, Matt, yep, he, he is now coaching there. So, um, yeah, going going in there, getting those two wins um, was, was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, then you kind of fast traveled, Saturday. Like you said, men, Bethel just put up you know a fifteen point run at mm-hmm. the, end of the end of the first that never really could have been could have been touched in the second. Unfortunately, right. Um, yeah, and then you know the women. Getting a, another, another good win over a UMAC school, especially on the road mm-hmm. um, against Northwestern. So, I think, I think the interesting thing for both teams, you know, the women sit at four and two on the road, and the men sit at four and one. It hasn't always been the case. Right. I have to go back and kind of look, but like, that's. Hey, you're winning ball games on the road, right? If you can get, if, I mean, that's isn't that what they say? Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like. I mean, that's pro sports, like in series, first one to win an away game usually comes away with it. Right, yep.
0: You know, I mean... it can. Tra- I, I think it translates down. Right,
1: and I think you look at the scope of both conferences, there's, I mean, if playoffs started today, both teams would be on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to have to win those games, not in your home court, so to right. exactly. show that you, you can get the job done mm-hmm. is important.
0: Yep. Uh, Wrestling-wise, and uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking with uh, with a couple of assistant coaches uh with the with the wrestling program. Uh, I know they just uh fell to to Lacrosse who that time was uh, the number 4 uh ranked team in the in the country there. Right. But uh now they're going to be coming up here next week uh at the was it the the Midlands? Midlands uh, tournament, Yep, Midland, Out Midlands. That's
1: Northwestern. Uh the Big Northwestern. Okay. University. Mm-hmm. Um coach uh Brian Carroll kind of alluded to it. Um, D1, D2, mm-hmm. there's a D3 finalist there last year. So mm-hmm. definitely some good competition. Then they go to, like, Alabama, Pennsylvania. I believe they're taking a couple of days in, like, Florida. They're going everywhere.
0: Yeah, they're taking advantage of this kind of holiday break coming up here, aren't they?
1: Right. So you know what we should have done, and I'm not going to put blame on you and me, but we did we did crunch the numbers after the last episode. That's right.
0: You want and me to bring it up here?
1: I have, I have the text here. Do you have it? Okay. That we were, like... In episodes where we had, how do I phrase this? Episodes where we bring on. Have a guest. Have a guest. Mm-hmm. That team has won five out of the eight, eight contests. Mm-hmm. So we have a five and three record. So we probably should have brought wrestling on a week prior. Yeah, we probably should have to
0: lacrosse. You yep. We'll
1: have to start being more strategic in that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that means they're going to have some good showings down at. Uh, I was going to say, that, you know. it, that means the
1: Midlands mm-hmm. is going to be a good one.
0: Yep. You know, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Watch Alabama. out. Alabama's gonna be, yeah. But now that we mentioned it, because I'm superstitious, it'll probably go the other way.
1: No, we won't.
0: Which by the way, do you know what happens? When I last episode when I said I'm not wearing Packers gear in the Packers play tonight. They lost. They lost. <laughs> I told you superstition is real, man. So you're
1: talking to the guy that, that will actively just to get under people's feathers will just actively yell shut out <laughs> late in the third period when there's a yeah. When a goalie has to let one by, oh, so
0: you're the guy when there's no hitter going on? You'll you'll mention it, hundred you know, percent, all that stuff. Jerk, you're a meanie. I, I'd be the guy to throw it on a bunt. <laughs> if you're going to throw a no hitter, you better yeah, you,
1: all aspects, you, gotta you, be you better like earn that. it. Yeah,
0: you better earn it. <laughs> Got to be on your toes, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's a good conversation with uh, with a couple of coaches coming up here for for the wrestling program. But I, and I know they mention it too because we pre-record it too and. You know rankings don't matter. That you know rankings kind of get thrown out the window when when they have these dual meets, right? right? You know the matchups, mano a mano. There it, so. and it,
1: it, it is. I think it's. I mean, even Brandon said it when when they were t- when he was talking. I mean, some of the biggest competition is the guys in their own room, mm-hmm. right? Like I yep. mean, you got you got top ten top ten rankings individually everywhere in that wrestling room, and for guys to go one on one with each other and push each other. I mean, you know that if you can beat you know you can, you can beat your Your teammate, Mm -hmm. there's pretty good chance you could beat anybody in the nation, right?
0: So, yep, definitely. So I know there's, you know, uh, until next time we we chat because you know we're going to be off uh, for for Christmas there, but you know a lot of other sports are going to be off too. You know, hockey is going to be a little bit before they they have a game coming up here Mm -hmm. and, and such, but they're still practicing, right? I mean, they're still they may have a little downtime here, a little break in that but right. still preparing for, for kind of do, – do you think they approach it as like a second half of the season with, with a little bit of this break? I definitely th-
1: think so, um, especially especially some of the teams you know we've talked about. So like this week, I'm pretty sure almost every team is taking off practice because it's finals week. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you're listening to this, get back to studying.
0: But, or get some sleep too. Or, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> probably get some sleep. Or yeah. <laughs> if you're a
1: football player, eat Ryan Keekley Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think it's I think I mean you look at the you look at the basketball schedules. They don't start conference play until January, mm-hmm. right? It definitely is a second half sort of for, sort of feel, right? We've mentioned a couple times on the podcast for like men's hockey. They played point three times already in this yeah. first half. Like to go into the second half and not have to play them again. Like and I was joking with the point radio guys. It literally is going to be a two foot two person race to the top whoever slips it that's what's going to determine mm-hmm. you know who who comes out on top so i definitely think that there there is but i think i think it's it's a, it's a time for people to recover kind of just reset
2: mm-hmm. but
1: i know a lot of teams and like men's basketball they have a game on the 30th so they're coming back like 26th or 27th right and then there's some teams that don't play until like the third, I mean, even like swim and dive. I, was, I, I
0: got their schedule up January twenty seventh when they go up against Whitewater. Right. So, I mean, they've so they've had December off. They've you know match wise, right? You know, and or so excuse me.
1: And and we talked to we uh, we banked an interview for for later on uh, mm-hmm. with with Coach Ryder, and she said that you know she gave the entire team practice off this week, but they'll be back towards the end of December to kind of get back in the swing of things. And mm-hmm. I'm sure practices will kind of just be in the lighter side, but they'll want to ramp that. Ramp that up, you know,
0: because Wyatt Championships are right in the middle of February too. Right, yeah. So you, know. you don't want to lose, you don't want to miss a
1: beat. And mm-hmm. I mean, even before that, you got a couple NCAA um, first chance meets. You have a UIC diving diving meet, which is always you know good good competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I mean, you look at some. I mean, where we have. I don't feel like we haven't talked about. We have track. Oh yeah, indoor track. I mean, they're I I was just given their roster. Like last week, right? He's he's made his his final cuts, and they're they're.
0: I just put up their schedule. Yeah, January, man. So January like schedule coming up.
1: Yeah, they're
0: they're wow.
1: They'll take take <laughs> some break for finals and and for uh, and for and for Christmas, and yeah. then they're right back in the gym getting tuned up and ready to go. It was funny. I the email that I got copied on Coach Schneider was like. We will take practice off. It will not be mandatory for finals week, but just know that practice is a good stress reliever
0: <laughs> while you're studying.
1: And I just had to giggle at that. Like that's that's so true because I I could definitely name like a, a dozen or more athletes that that's that's their go-to, that's their escape from mm-hmm. from the, the academic side of things as much as you know they want to be here to you know play sports and stuff like that. Like right they use that as their, their gateway kind of away from the real world and, and mm-hmm. as a, as a stress reliever. So
0: absolutely. Well, um, before I let you go, before we get to, uh, our, our two coaches for, for wrestling here, yeah, you have any good favorite, uh, Christmas traditions for you and your family coming up Ooh, here? Oh, Christmas traditions. Gosh. Um, you're putting me on the spot. I am. It's kind
1: of, fizzled out a little bit now that mm-hmm. me and my sister have both obviously both graduated. Right. Um, we do our own little family thing mm-hmm. a couple days before Christmas and then we'll head up to the cities and and um, and and visit both sides of my family. Yep. Um, it was actually funny when I went and met the, the wrestling guys out, out in the front lobby um, they were talking about Christmas trees when they walked in and like I can't remember I think we always did, uh, here's, here's, it'll be a follow-up question for you. We always did a real tree. Mm-hmm. Always did a real tree. But when it got to the point where I moved out, my parents kind of just stopped doing a tree out together. Whereas, like, James was like, they always did a fake tree growing up. Always. But then his wife is so much about Christmas that this was the first their first Christmas together. And they, his wife was like, we need a real tree. There's no if, ands, or buts. Like, mm-hmm. we're going out and we're cutting one. And so... I don't know, like other than that, like Lefsa. I'm Lefza, a sucker we used to. for Lefsa. Yeah.
0: I used to do that a lot when when I was a kid, my fam- my aunt would always make it. Yep. Yeah, sucker for Lefsa. I mean
1: I mean going to grandma's and get, mm-hmm. coming back with like three, four boxes of homemade cookies. Oh, like yeah. there's a point in time I still can't believe that I that I was like, nah, I don't want those and I'm like
0: Yeah, kind of when you get older it's means a little bit more yeah. in multiple different ways. <laughs> yeah. What about you? You guys got traditions? Um, not really. I mean, it's it's obviously kind of like you it's evolved, yeah. you know, when you get older and and that and now I've got uh, a little guy myself too. I'm a big sucker for Christmas, uh, you know, the the whole tree thing. This is our first year with a fake one. And I was always the proponent for a real one. So it's was an adjustment, but uh cuz my wife was like always wanted just a fake one. Mm. I'm like, "Nope, it's got to be real." But finally I I gave in because grandma said it was time for a fake one. So as soon as grandma says that I'm like okay. All right, we'll go to to a fake one. So I'm, the whole the whole tree thing, like
1: K- Coach Lone was telling me like the day after Thanksgiving, him and his family went out and they went and they cut down their own their mm-hmm. own tree and stuff like that. I I'm probably gonna end up being
0: a fake tree person. Yeah, like I that's it's easier. With a fake one. I understand that. You know, the needles and all so that stuff. So much less cleaning. So it, much yep. less. Um, there's there's all that. Don't have to worry about the water. And if you have it up too much, the water starts to stink, you know, with that. I, I was more of a traditionalist. I grew up with the real one all the time. But yeah. now that grandma said, oh, I think you guys should go. I'm like, okay. Grandma says, so I gotta <laughs> listen to Grandma at that point. But you guys do like the same food. I know you said the so Yeah, my aunt always made. It's not your typical taco dip. It's just a. It's a different kind. She always makes. That's what I always remember too. So, and they always have me. Uh, well, I shouldn't say always, but the last few years they always have me now uh, make steaks on Christmas Eve. Steaks, so, nice. Yeah. Firing up the grill and making steaks out there. So, and it's it's cool. I like with with Hudson being at the age he is at six kind of gives you memories when you were a kid mm-hmm. so it's always cool to, to see that you know him opening gifts nice so I'm pumped for one of his gifts because well I'll play with it too so what is <laughs> it I mean can, is he gonna listen to this? no uh, big buck hunter arcade. oh I know go. Go, right <laughs> let's go that might have been partially mine too <laughs> but that's <it's, laughs> that's so
1: funny when I first when I first got an Xbox right yeah, I think I think my dad played it more than myself <laughs> and my sister did. It was gosh, that was way back when. And I still I still give him crap about that. Like as much as this was a present from present from you guys to yeah. to us, it definitely was for
3: you. Well, right?
0: he didn't. I don't think he's realized it. But like in our man cave, we have a little game room. He's got like that basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, I cleared out a space for that. And he hasn't asked why I've cleared out a space like it hasn't done. I'm like, so I already know where it's going. I already got everything set up. So as soon as he opens it, we're going to put that thing up. He's going to load it up and the high scores are already going to be set. I know. (laughs) You know one thing I didn't tell you? I did splurge on something on Black Friday. Indoor golf simulator.
1: Oh. Well, now we have to start doing this podcast from your (laughs) man cave.
0: It's like you got on your phone or your app and you can stream it to your TV. And yeah, it's a little... Club on there yeah
1: I'm definitely coming over yeah that's I, it was like 50% off like, I see okay. I'm not a huge black are you a huge black friday I'll
0: check it I usually check it to find gifts for Hudson mm-hmm. you know to see if there's right. any of his stuff on there I don't usually get stuff from it myself but I saw that I'm like dang that's 50% off it's not bad I'm like I might have to yeah I've been playing a little pebble beach yeah solid right solid have you ever done <laughs> the camping
1: out at the stores no we did it once, and <laughs> we did it at a – did it was, it, it was either Cabela's or Ganner
0: Mountain. Mm. Yeah. I lucked out one year. It was right after I graduated college, and I just had to get a job, and I got a job at Best Buy here, and, you know, still trying to find my career. Mm-hmm. And I got hired at uh, the YMCA in Rapids as their sports director, At uh, and I started right after Halloween. But part of the job process then when I for, for Best Buy, you had to work Black Friday. If you couldn't work Black Friday, you weren't getting a job, you were gonna get fired. And so I was already in the schedule for Black Friday. It was like four AM to two o'clock in the afternoon. And I had to put in my notice. Oof <laughs> right before Black Friday. Oof. So I avoided working Sorry there. guys. I know. And they's like, Well, can you still come in? I'm like, I've got an career now i can't you know not show up to work for that to go work a day at best buy but i'm like yeah that's why i avoided working on black friday for one day well, and think, at best buy that was the ipod era for crying out loud
1: well i think now especially with like amazon everything i feel like i feel like the whole i mean i still understand there's still black friday there's still cyber mm-hmm. monday okay is it just me or do deals just keep getting earlier and yeah, earlier I on that stuff like I was seeing like It was in like October, forty, 40 percent, right? Yeah. Like forty percent off stuff like in
0: during Halloween. It's like we haven't even hit November yet. Yeah. So we're we already getting Black Friday deals? Like I know. I think I pulled up my Walmart app and it said Black Friday deals when I was trying to find like a Halloween bucket for Hudson. For, I'm like, what are we doing here? Oh. Man. On that note, let's talk wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a quick break here and then uh, we'll talk with a couple of uh wrestling coaches. Uh, coming up after the break yes. here. Yes, so. and
1: uh, happy holidays to everybody. We will yes. not be having an episode next week. So absolutely, happy holidays to you and your families. We appreciate you tuning in, mm-hmm. um, and we will see you in 2024.
0: Well said. Have a good uh, have a good break, man. You as well. Hey, sports fans! There's no better feeling than when you're watching your team dominate. But remember, when the off season comes, you can still channel your team spirit with a fresh coat of color. Ask Sherwin-Williams how you can make every day feel like game day with over 1,700 colors and a top-tier coaching staff to bring the energy of
1: your team spirit home. Shop online or visit your neighborhood store today. This is the sweet, sweet sound of you crossing off your holiday list at Festival Foods. Ready to bake cookie dough? Check. Ham?
0: Check. Backup plan from the heat and eat section. Check. Even those extra double A's. Double check. We know the holidays can be hectic. We'll be here for you all season
1: long. Festival Foods. Happy to help.
0: All right. We are back with the second half of the Rollin' with the Golds podcast. Nick, who do we got in studio? We got a good one today. Yeah.
1: Uh, we got a pair of assistants. Um that have helped transform uh, this this team over the past couple of years into mm-hmm. a national powerhouse um, just two over overall down to earth guys that I mean one comes from the blue gold family the mm-hmm. other one doesn't but um, both have bought in and have some have some Excellent leadership, Mm -hmm. and arguably we're learning from one of the best. We have Brandon Carroll and James Huntley from UWC Wrestling. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys look kind of young to to be coaches. How old actually are you guys right now?
2: I'm 25. Okay. Yep, 24. 24.
0: Man, so fresh blood out there. All right. So, uh, give us a little bit of a background. Uh, you you know, kind of where you came from, your upbringing or or not upbringing, but you know, you're, you're kind of a little bit of a quick background on your, your wrestling background, how you got to be in a position you're at right now with this program as, as an assistant coach.
2: So, uh, I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, wrestled at Augustana university. Uh, wanted to get into college coaching and was looking for, um, some openings for that. There was one here at UW Eau Claire. Came checked it out, didn't know anything about it, Um, loved my visit and my time um, with Coach Fader during that whole process, uh, hearing the story about it. So uh, this is my second year now with the program.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm originally from Stillwater, Minnesota, so just across the border. Um, came over to Eau Claire for my undergrad. Um, I was one of Fader's first recruiting classes. Okay. Um, and just kind of, if you've been around Fader, you know he, he, he's a guy you want to stay around. Yeah. Uh, after finishing up graduation just stayed involved with the program and um it's just been incredible every year every year it just continues to elevate so staying around that is something I'm um, I'm loving doing
0: so did you imagine yourself being a coach was that something that you wanted to, to pursue or was that something that kind of developed as as you were working on or or uh, wrestling under coach Fader? yeah i
3: think it uh, i think it developed over time um you know when i was when i was younger i hadn't it wasn't something that i had set out to do um, but i'm but i'm loving it um i 've got a young son at home, and I think that he'll continue to wrestle and just being involved coaching in that environment um and and being surrounded by these college guys and and the, the just the wrestling and the things that are going on here is 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 just awesome
0: yeah so with that, you know what was the difference because you guys are still young enough i mean you know early twenties and such what was the biggest adjustment for for you guys to go from the mats for, you know wrestling yourselves to going into that coaching role? Was there a big adjustment for you? Was there something that maybe was, okay, I, I got to, you know, adjust to that? Or, or maybe what was something you didn't realize for, from the coaching side after all your years wrestling?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think kind of transitioning, you know, sort of from that, that competitor role to that coaching role, um, you still maintain that that competitive edge in a sense, you know, like we're continuing um, every day we're wrestling with the guys in the room. So, so um, what's what I enjoy about coaching wrestling is it's a very hands-on mm-hmm. um, coaching position where we're still involved with those guys. So we still get to kind of um, still experience it. We're still wrestling. Um, but it is kind of tailoring to see these guys succeed and really focusing on the things that they need in the room and, and the different looks that they need to, to achieve the highest level.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would say um, I think – probably all athletes will probably um say that there's you know, as an athlete you're you're a little bit selfish and, you know, focusing on yourself and your um everything you can do to maximize your performance and your recovery and, and, and all things that go into that. And then on the coaching side of things, you know, it's you know, selfless and, and you're um dealing with a group of guys that, that you're trying to improve, um, each and every one of them and then uh, you know, all the stuff that comes off the mat as well. You know, um, going into the, the coaching role and sharing an office with Coach Fader uh, and just learning all the things that go into um, running a program.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and kind of diving right into it, wrestling is, especially from the coaching side, a little bit of a unique stance where it's kind of similar to tennis in the sense of, you know, there's not as much, like, tactics and strategy, right? I mean, you're, it's, it's one-on-one for... <clears throat> for ten ten bouts, or if you're in a tournament and stuff like that, where you really are focusing on each individual athlete trying to get them you know to perform at their highest level um at at the right time how is that is is that something that you you kind of learned early on through wrestling that hey like this coach is going to be one on one with me rather than taking that whole kind of group approach?
2: yeah, I think um the one on one aspect is my favorite part about. Um, coaching, I think it's really i feel really comfortable and it seems uh fairly easy for me to um you know be hands on with one athlete and get the feel of um where they need to adjust and make improvements there um you know instead of the leading a group of people and that that part is uh not as natural so Something that I'm still growing at.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you brought up a point too about like the working with the wrestlers' hands. It's a good point too because I think you know when if you're a football coach, you're not usually suiting it up and tackling a player or anything like that. Or you know you get to still wrestle with, with the guys too, I, and I think that's something unique from from a coach's side. Now I don't know does Coach Fader still wrestle with some of the guys or you know his age <laughs> maybe uh, getting up there, but it, that is a unique part too that you're still able to to kind of go out there and and wrestle with the guys too.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that contributes you know, to um, just just having a little bit younger coaching staff, and then we mm-hmm. have Fader at the helm. Um, having guys like this in the room um, allows us to stay really active and involved with the guys on the team. Um, yeah, and, and Fader, Fader, Fader loves his stair stepper. Fader will jump in there. Um, he'll get in with a guy, um, and, and it's fun. It's fun when he does. He's still showing technique. Um, he hangs with it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, being able to, to just be involved with the guys, I think I think they benefit from it, and we love it, and it, mm-hmm. it just kind of it adds to that coaching experience for sure. Yep.
1: So were you guys at the practice that Jason showed up at? Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: well, what let you take it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Defers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I mean, we, we just had, a, you know, a normal and pretty – I think it wasn't a very high-paced practice, but – um, Jason was in there before we were even in there. He was already going on the stair stepper. He said, um, that that was, you know, he was, had his own goals of starting, starting to get in better shape. So, uh, wanted to get in and, uh, also kind of, uh, watch our practice. So, um, Fader noticed that and he jumped up on the stair stepper right next to him. We got two of them side by side. And I just, I mean, I looked, I looked over a few times and, just looked like Jason kind of had his head down, just trucking along, and and then Fader's got his head turned, talking to him the whole time. <laughs> so and it sounded like uh, he was uh, trying to push Jason and get him to go a little bit faster and harder. So that's awesome.
1: That's yeah. When, when I heard about it, he's I mean, and you described it perfectly. He said that like he he was. For for some seconds there, he was kind of fighting for his life, and Fader's just <laughs> on like a on a Sunday afternoon stroll right next to him. So, <laughs> but I think that's that's the cool part about it, especially you know, he's, your team is so welcoming. I mean, I remember when I first started working with wrestling three four years ago, I knew nothing about the sport. Mm-hmm. Like abs like points, I just thought it was okay if you pin the guy, you win. Like, and I'm not joking when I say that. Like, mm-hmm. I was so Wrestling wasn't very big in, in Winona, or at least with the people that I hung out with. It it wasn't something that I was very, you know, knowledgeable about. But this, I mean, f- you, and you're right, Fader, his energy is infectious. He wants everybody to love the sport as much as, as he does. And your team is just so welcoming um, to our, when we hosted the regional, what was that, two years ago, three years ago? It seems like forever, but it was so easy to run it from an administrative side because everybody on the wrestling team was willing to pitch in and help where, mm-hmm. where they needed to or mm-hmm. where they could.
0: And I'll go on the opposite side. Like, I grew up in an area where wrestling was, like, the sport. Uh, I grew up in Metford. So I don't know if you guys know, like, the Crasses, you know, Crash Train. But he's mine. I graduated high school with them. And that was, the, like, the program when when we were I mean, and it was such a tight-knit group, it seemed like. It was like if you were a part of the, the wrestling team, it was almost like a family. Type of, And I don't know if that's kind of similar to, to what you guys are now with the Blue Golds or how you guys were growing up, but it was like that was a very close, tight-knit group that grew up, I mean, from elementary wrestling camps to, to middle school, all throughout high school when they won state championships and such. It just seems like these wrestling teams, from, from what I've seen, are such a really close-knit group. Is that something that was the same for you guys kind of growing up or, or where you're at right now with the Blue Golds?
2: yeah absolutely i th- I think just naturally, like um you know our athletes have to be so disciplined in so many different areas of their life that it almost feels like not everybody gets it, so um they really bond with with the guys that that they go through mm-hmm. with it together so-
3: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think um I think kind of the team chemistry that we have is is part of what drives the success for the guys, you know a lot of it comes from just within within the group. Um, we've got guys from from all over and all sorts of different backgrounds, but um, regardless of that, when they when they show up and when they're on campus, kind of working through that preseason um, together, just just the early mornings, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the time spent in the room and the sweat poured out and the different adversities they face, like they they do it together, and it it just it just it melds them, and and that's what. When it's time to compete, man, they're out there for each other, and, and, and I think it shows, yeah, day in and day out.
0: Now I don't know if they still do this, but I remember when I was in high school because I was in basketball. I w- I didn't want to try messing with those guys because I knew they'd kick my, you know what? Uh, but I would always remember, you know, talking to some of my buddies, and they were going into a like a, a wrestle off. You know, like if so and so wanted to wrestle at that weight class, they had to essentially knock off their their teammate at that at that spot. Is that something that still kind of kind of happens? And if it does, I mean. Isn't that a unique situation? You guys are teammates, but you're trying to take that that guy's spot too. And just how how how, of a, how much of a unique challenge is that to you know be on that team, but yet you're trying to take somebody's spot too?
3: Yeah, I think the best way um, best way to look at it is that we're constantly the room is constantly improving. Mm-hmm. Um, we're constantly trying to elevate the level of wrestling that it's occurring in there. Um, and you know, wrestling's a sport where your one injury and your one you know, something pops up away from, from needing to be the guy. So, so whether you're the guy that's been wrestling duels or whether you're a guy that's, that's right there chomping at the bit, um, things change, you know, so, so that lineup is shifting. Um, so guys are always staying ready to, to be the guy that's going to go out there and get to wear the singlet and get to compete. Um, but, but, but having, kind of having that dilemma to, to, chase after that that spot to go out there and wrestle in a duel yeah guys want that Mm -hmm. um so so it just elevates that competition and it elevates the fight and um it 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 continues to drive the room upward yeah Mm -hmm.
2: yeah definitely it's you know it takes a level of maturity to um handle that uh you know think about the bigger picture and that you know yeah there's only 10 guys that are going to start at the regional tournament um but everybody else is is going to push you to get there and you know you see like um, you know with good programs it's like if, if you can beat your teammate for the spot you know then you can beat most of the rest you know mm-hmm. most of the country because of the uh, level of talent on your team so it's definitely uh, you know it's a situation that, that always happens and you know a lot of conversations and um yeah i think it just uh with good teams and and good wrestlers i think it just takes a level of maturity to to think about the bigger picture there
0: now you guys have mentioned the word maturity a few times and i can't think of a better example is like when you got to make weight i mean i remember a lot of my friends you know they're they're sitting in the team room you know during lunch and having a different lunch just because they got to cut weight they got to make weight you know the next day or they're coach is asking him to move up a weight class or or something like that i mean you know this was in high school too and you guys obviously at, at the college level i think that's kind of a you know for for wrestlers maybe got an advantage over some of the other athletes because they had to be that you know dedicated that mature right away to be able to to make that weight how how difficult is that what are some of the situation where did you guys have any stories like trying to make weight or you know just I, I remember a buddy of mine jason was wearing sweatsuits all the time you know and trying to He had to lose one pound or something that day before weigh-in i mean how stressful could that is that for these young athletes
2: um you know it's it's a challenging part of the sport but um it's also a a part of the sport i think that gets a bad look for (laughs) for wrestling because you hear about all these horror stories and you know now um there's uh like certification process where you can only lose so much weight depending on your um body fat and hydration um but you know i think um there's a there's an advantage everybody's got a little bit of uh, extra to to cut down and and maximize their um, you know strength and, and mm-hmm. size uh, for like a fighting weight you know you call it, um, but we have a lot of good resources to help um, to help our our guys get down to weight um, in a healthy manner.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you say that's changed over the years too? You know, like maybe twenty or you guys are a little bit younger, but. You know, maybe from the older days of of trying to cut weight to where it is now, or maybe from high school to a college level, it's safer or maybe a better way to 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 hit that weight.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you, you hear some of those stories you're talking about. You know, with with the with the sweatsuits and with the different <laughs> you know? things that were going on. Um, the sports evolved a little bit. I think a big thing that um, that that we make sure that the guys are aware of is you know making weight is just that's just what allows you to compete our focus for for competition day man we want you to go out and we want you to perform and we want you to wrestle so if your if your checklist was just making weight for the day then then you're not you're not thinking about the bigger picture and what Mm. what the purpose of getting down to weight to go out there and do is um so so kind of having solid resources and being able to learn about education we've got um an incredible strength and performance um, coordinator on campus, Zach Rock, and mm-hmm. he's helping those guys um, with the nutrition component and learning about things that they do, um, not only to, to recover well with the calories that they are putting in, um, but just kind of helping them to track and get down over the course of the weeks. Um, we do some different things to make sure that guys, um, that weight is coming down appropriately throughout the week so that you're not getting this big, you know, crash at the end of the week where you've got to shed all that weight, yeah yeah so so I think it's it's become more refined over time um, and one big change that I've noticed you know from high school to college is just um it's something that, that you're educated about. You're able to talk to coaches. You're able to talk to upperclassmen. Um, so you really learn how to do it and how to do it well versus yeah. just kind of figuring it out and spitting in a cup and some of those, <laughs> some of those non-traditional <laughs> methods.
0: I remember, you know, buddies were eating rice in the, t- in the team room, you know, instead of, you know, the normal lunch or something like that, you know, yeah. just trying to cut weight. But yeah. you're right, too, I think, because let's face it, a lot of these high schoolers don't have that strength in conditioning or nutritionists with the school, and to have that at the college level, I mean, we've talked to Zach, and I think every other podcast, Zach's name's been brought up as a huge benefit over there. And that's that's got to be such a huge jump and maybe a nice welcome for some of these athletes.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Zach serves our team just – in in more ways than one and we're so fortunate to have him work specifically with our wrestlers um you know and you're seeing it more i think at at younger levels um but having a regimented strength program um and having him be able to come in and use some of the new tech that they have um and really be smart it's not it's not just about you know how much weight can you move he's looking at how fast are we moving that weight and Mm -hmm. um just just the whole science of it, he brings that to the table, and I think it really elevates our platform. And we've seen it, you know. Like, um, you just you see a different build on the guys, and, and you see a change in the way that they're able to perform. Um, yeah, Zach's been an incredible resource for us.
0: What would you say? I'm stealing this question because I heard a buddy of mine ask this to an offensive lineman, and and, and I want to ask you this for for workout purposes. What would you say is the best or your go to like workout in the weight room for for a wrestler? Squats. Uh, bench or, or you know anything like that?
3: Yeah, I think um, we do a good job of of hitting those compound movements, um, but a lot of it it's important to to recognize. You know, wrestling's a sport where you're gonna you're gonna tweak some of those those smaller muscles. So um, I think he does a really good job of things that that aren't necessarily flashy. You know, like wrestling it's awesome to it's you look good in a singlet when you can bench 300 some pounds you know (laughs) but i think that you're really effective when you're able to pull and you're able to pull a guy's leg in and that doesn't always come from that bench necessarily so so there's different things you can do and and zach does a good job of incorporating those smaller muscles like your rotator cuff your shoulders and your arms are getting put in different positions throughout the course of a wrestling match so so kind of doing some of that prehab stuff to stay on top of um injuries before they can even occur, you know, um, things that, that guys wouldn't traditionally, they're they're just not things that you would normally go into weight room and and plan to do. And he's able to incorporate all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't know if you had anything. I do We're
1: kind of taking a little bit of a turn. I kind of want to put one of you on the spot. So I'll let you guys aside. Hypothetically, let's just say I'm graduating this spring from high school. I'm a Six time state champion.
0: Give me That's your, a lot of oh, years I, in high school yeah. right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> first number that came to my head. <laughs> Give me just like a TLDR what is your recruiting pitch to Eau Claire? Because obviously, James, you've seen it from the point where you were Fader's first recruiting class, but now I got to believe that Messes has changed over time as y'all recognize the success you've had, but then the goals have probably shifted as well, because I'm sure they're very different than, than when when you started. But, Brandon, do you want to just kind of give me a two, three-sentence, you know, recruiting pitch?
2: Well, the elevator music, as they call it, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, typically I, I just tell the story about our, our wrestling program over the um, years that Fader's uh, been here and, and how it went from a program that was talked about being um, – Discontinued to now being um, a very competitive program. Um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about academics, and our guys are com- just as competitive in the classroom as they are on the mat. We've had 30 Scholar All-Americans in the last three years, which is fourth most in the country in that time. Um, and then, of course, the resources like our strength coach, uh, our strength program, and, and our awesome wrestling room. Um and our campus, and our town, and and the people that we have supporting—it's—it's it's a great spot. So, I would I would encourage you as a six-time state champion to come visit, um, <laughs> and see what it's all about.
0: That's quite the resume, six time there too. That's that's <laughs> okay. that's pretty awesome there.
2: Uh, uh,
0: you know, with wrestling, I mean, it's such a—it's it, an individualized sport too. Would you would you kind of say that you mean you're a team, but you know, your individual wrestlers on there too? How important it is how important is it for these wrestlers in your off season to kind of you know maintain or to stay in shape or or anything like that? Because I got to imagine that, You know, we go back again to that mature, maturity word, right? The off season, we're all human. It's kind of maybe easy to to fall off the ledge a little bit, maybe splurge and get out of shape or take a little bit of a break. But how crucial is it for these wrestlers on their own, maybe perhaps to kind of you know? coach themselves up during the offseason and make sure they're still on that on that path.
2: Yeah, I think um, I wrestling is a sport where, you know, if you don't have a good offseason, it's really going to show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, Coach Ruck is available uh, for guys in the summer who decide to stick around, and I think that's really attractive to a lot of our guys, knowing what kind of training they're going to get. Um, some guys go back and have good training, good, uh, training environments back where they're from. Um, but yeah, definitely haven't, it's, it's a year year round process, um, to, to get to the place where guys want to be at. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: yeah, I think we've seen a healthy shift, um, kind of just reflecting back to, to my first years at Eau Claire, um, and looking at, you know, the number of guys that would hang around in the summer to train versus what we have today. Um, you know, we've we've got freestyle practices that we're running in the spring. Um, you've got guys that are seeking out, um, you know, national-level competition in, in that freestyle element um, outside of the season. So they're, they're going to pursue because they want to compete and do those things on their own. Um, and then just looking at, you know, just the, the number of guys on the team that hang around in the summer that stay in Eau Claire and continue to train in the room throughout the summer mm-hmm. is incredible. And, and it, it it just shows. it's It's another indicator of the shift from, you know, where the program was. Five, five, six, seven years ago, to where it is today.
0: Would you say there's another sport that really kind of maybe helps you out as a wrestler? You know, there's that debate. You know, three sport athletes. Should you be individualized when you get to a higher one? You know, I hear a lot when it gets to like football or like the NFL draft or even college football. You hear that guy was a wrestler, and that's like a positive. You know, for for that football player, whether it's a defensive lineman because of his bend or or whatever it may be. Is there a benefit as a wrestler? you know, to play multiple sports and is there, you know, is it maybe on the other side is it football because you know, as as a lineman or something like that.
3: Is there that benefit? Yeah, I tell you what, we play a lot of uh we play a lot of handball in the room and yeah. I <laughs> i can tell you I got stone hands. I'm not the most coordinated <laughs> and I think that shows. You know, I uh I ran cross country, I wrestled, um, did some track and field and stuff in high school, so I never uh never really did any of the ball sports. Um but I do I love it when guys uh, when guys kind of are able to dip into all these different sports, you know. Um, I think it can provide. Um, I think it it just it just makes you an all-around athlete, and you benefit mm-hmm. from that. Like we've got some guys that are just really, really athletic, you know. Um, I, if we went if we went on the Eau Claire campus and saw how many kids were doing backflips and then we went in the wrestling room and we saw how many kids were doing backflips, it's awesome. Um, and I think that, that playing a lot of these different sports just helps to develop um, that general athleticism. And at the same time, I think guys do a good job of um, keeping that focus and they are able to wrestle year-round. You see more of that um, where kids specialize in the sport at a younger age, um, and there's different things that can come from that. You know, If you've been doing that for an extended period of time um, – that that can kind of can kind of send you one of two ways just depending on on your mentality around the sport um so so i like it i like having that shift where you see guys that are doing multiple sports but i think that there's also guys that stick to wrestling year-round and have a lot of success with that as well
1: Mm -hmm. well and we were talking about it um on monday during or at least you and zach were talking about it. i was kind of eavesdropping brandon um possibly getting the football team in to do some hand fighting lessons is that did i hear that correctly
2: Oh yeah, um, that that's something that was brought up in in conversation, and something that we would be super excited about. I I think I think there are benefits, and, and if I can help them in any way, I'm I'm certainly willing to do that.
1: Right, and I think that's just that's just a testament to, to like, like, I mean, like you said, cross country track wrestling for you, James. I mean, it it trans. I think it translates to so many different sports mm-hmm. when it comes to balance, when it comes to power, when it comes to agility, like. I think, it's, I think it's immersible within everything.
0: Well, I knew a couple, uh, when I th- was it was at middle school or high school, wrestlers, they went and did some gymnastics stuff, you know, mm-hmm. too. I, I'm assuming, like the flexibility or the balance
2: is, as you kind of said there, have too. Have
1: you guys done anything with the gymnastics team or the swim team? Am I thinking
2: of somebody else? We have not, but, I, might be I mean, you hear a lot of high school kids who say, oh, I'm doing cross country, I'm not very good at it, but it's going to help me get into shape for wrestling. Um, and certainly gymnastics would be that's the sport that came to my head that uh i think would would benefit wrestlers a lot flexibility mm-hmm. and um yeah i think they're very comparable yeah so.
0: uh so this is kind of a weird question for for the both of you and i hope you don't take offense to it or anything like that Jeez. but is it a badge of honor to have the cauliflower here as a wrestler <laughs> absolutely okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little scared of where you were going. Oh with no, that. no, no, no! <laughs> because right, I think every like wrestler I know
2: who's wrestled for a long time has that. Right? Some some wrestlers, uh, some wrestlers get upset, or they really try to prevent it, and they wear their headgear in practice, which good for them. Um, some of them, their moms make them wear headgear, like you hear. <laughs> their girlfriend doesn't want them to get cauliflower ear, uh, but I know plenty of wrestlers who are like, yeah. It, it's a badge of honor. Yeah, wear it with pride.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it's awesome when you're um, just when you're out in public, you know, like you see a wrestling shirt or you see some cauliflower ear, and instantly you just you, you gravitate towards that. You, you know, know, right? And yeah. You just, it's just a, it's just conversation right there, you know. So definitely. So educate us. How does that happen? Um, just a lot of pulling and all that? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine you know like um, yeah, just like that kind of that that. that impact on that ear and that, mm-hmm. and that rubbing, you know, like some guys will get it more on one side if they're, if they keep, if they're consistently shooting to one side and that head scraping up on the side of the body or, um, there's different things, but, but yeah, I mean, good hand fights and, and just that rubbing on the ear and mm-hmm. that'll happen over time.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, maybe that, that can be one of my goals for, for the football team. If they come in and walk out with a so bunch sure. of California, I like that.
0: That'd be good. I always thought of it because I, yeah, I can picture how many of my buddies because I had a bunch that were in, and yeah, it was in high school they had it too. And and they tried to get me to have that badge of honor. And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm not ready for it's that. So. <laughs> Did you have any other questions before we get to a little lighting round with these boys? I do have so, one more question, and
1: this one comes from Coach Fader. Uh-oh. So on the hot seat, who is your least favorite wrestler to go one-on-one against in practice? Somebody who either works you to your fullest, or somebody that you just cannot seem to beat.
2: I, I have a lot of difficulty, and I think the rest of the country does too. But wrestling Zach Sato, he is a, a very funky style wrestler. Um, you know, if you watch our duels, you know you can. We we might have a certain style of wrestling that we wrestle, and then 149 comes up, and he and he's just. He's doing different things, and he just has a different build and a different uh way he moves so so he's he's a different challenge he brings a different challenge
3: yeah, we got a big kid from a small town sloan welch he uh man i you don't see a lot of guys that size he wrestles heavyweight for us he's a freshman um that can do the splits. I've had his legs up wow. on my shoulder <laughs> i've had his, i've had his ankle up on my shoulder, and he hangs out i mean he's he's comfortable there you just wow. you don't see that often you
0: know. That's that's insane. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Before we get to light round, you know, I want to go back a couple weeks to your match against Whitewater. You you come from behind. I mean, we talked about it in a previous episode. You know, the energy. I mean, as as coaches though, on on, on the sidelines, how, what was that energy like for for you guys? You know, you're down a little early, but you're coming back, and then you ultimately win. I mean, what what's that feeling like? And then kind of tell us too, maybe going back to your days as a wrestler. What's that feeling like when you pin somebody? For for somebody who maybe has never wrestled before, what what's that feeling like that instantly is like, I got that guy. I got him down and I just won.
3: Yeah, I think coming into that duel, um, you know, we knew that, that was gonna be that was gonna be a fight. It's um it's a well coached program. It's a it's a um, program that we were excited to compete against and excited to have them in our home gym um, and we knew that every time we stepped on the line rankings really don't don't mean much you know um, and it didn't it showed it doesn't matter when when those guys step on the line that they're, they're ready to wrestle and so were we um, and yeah we took a couple losses early but i don't think that that um, changed our level of fight and you saw it throughout the duel as, as that tide began to turn um, and it was awesome i mean that's an electric duel that place was that place was was sold out that was a that was a packed gym i wish uh we we had some guys on campus that were able to come and, and see and be a part of that duel, and um, I think that was, that was really exciting. And just, like, the atmosphere in there, um, it was electric.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's kind of where I was going to go with it is um, there's there, – it's one thing to go get a pin in an empty gym, you know, and then that might just feel like an, another day in the office. But then um, when you get a pin and there's, you know – hundreds of people standing up screaming for you for some reason it makes you want to put your arms up and give a big flex yeah you know to the crowd (laughs) it's it's a different feeling i think that that support makes a big difference so um appreciate everybody that came out to those duels and got rowdy and Mm -hmm. yeah we don't get a lot of home duels so um we are battling thanksgiving break and christmas break and j term so um we get those opportunities you know it it fires our guys up Mm -hmm. guys like performing in front of big crowds like that. So the
0: second part, what's it like to pin a guy? I, I've never done it. What, what's that feeling like? Like, kind of describe it to where I can kind of sense it. Because you're you're just smiling the whole time when I'm asking this question. What's what's that like when you've just like, I'll just say you dominated another person and you've got them pinned to the ground there. Well,
1: um, I don't or is there is there a pin? in your career that you vividly remember is that an easier way for you to kind of tell it
2: um sure i think i mean it's it's great yeah i think you know for me and i think a lot of wrestlers can relate that they have really high expectations for themselves um so you get to a point where you know that's the goal and and like if if you had never gotten a pin before and you got a pin, it would be a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of our guys are at a level where that's that's the goal, and when they get it, I mean it. It's not as as special maybe, but mm-hmm. in front of a big crowd, I think that does make a difference.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what we saw versus uh, versus Whitewater. You know, Stricker and Schoenfelder are 74 and 84, just turning the tide of that duel. When you when you go out and pin a guy um in a team duel environment that other team you know they got to win two matches that, that that's them you're, you're putting up big points on the board and i think that when you get on a roll and momentum plays a factor man like when that crowd's fired up when when the boys are fired up um and stricker goes out there and he puts a guy down and then nile goes out and does the same thing um i think when you see that that just gets that gets things going for sure
0: how much does <laughs> and i'm coming up with another question here. Uh, like rivalries, you know, is that something if if you get into it, you know, we're all human, and maybe sometimes when you get so amped up from a rivalry, does that kind of take away a little bit from maybe like the proper way to – I don't know the, the best way to say it, because I can imagine a time when I was in high school and I remember this story. We are going up against a rival, and it was told to me, and like they came out and they were tomahawk the tomahawk hatchets, okay? And one of the wrestlers came out with behind their back, had a hat, A play hatchet and one of our wrestlers grabbed it took it and broke it right before their match so that rivalry you know was was like that do you is is there like where we're wrestling because it's so one-on-one where the rivalries get so intense sometimes where it's maybe not the proper wrestling and they're just kind of going all out like how do you maybe kind of hone in on that aggressiveness or, or maybe that enthusiasm out there or do you or don't you at that point
3: yeah i think i i think i like it i like when we wrestle when we wrestle a team that we know um is gonna is gonna put it on the line. It's it's them against us, and I think we enjoy that. Um, and and I think the fans enjoy it too because mm-hmm. when you can sense, I was gonna you say can you can kind of sense that, it, right? Yeah, yeah, you can feel it. it. It changes the environment of the of the arena, and and I think people people get into that. Um, and I think the wrestlers get into it. Um, I think I, I'm all for it. I think it just it just elevates the wrestling that goes down
0: because you kind of know everybody at different weight classes too, right? When and maybe in high school or college, like you you know so and so at that level, at that level you got to pass or you got to beat or I mean there's there's does it make it a little bit more intense cuz you know that person maybe not personally but you know that name and you know that person as opposed to like a team overall sort of thing
3: yeah you can see some of that and i think there's um there there's times where you know like guys will wrestle the same guys throughout the course and that's just the natural you know like if you're when you're a part of a conference and you're a part of a region sometimes you'll you'll see some of those rematches but i think um Something that, that that I really enjoy um, about what our program has is that we're also able to get away from seeing those same teams all the time and to go out and travel. Um, you know, we've got um, coming shortly back from Christmas, we've got the Midlands tournament, yep. um, which is awesome. We're going to send we're going to send a group of guys out there. They'll get to see some Division One, Division Two competition, um, and then shortly after that, we'll be heading on our team trip over J term. Um, which is going to take us all around the country. We'll be in Alabama, Nashville, Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. So, so, so having that opportunity to go out and see some of those different teams too is is, is going to be incredible.
0: Last question before. Uh... Lightning round because it just I, I thought of another one. Your last, last, my, my last, last, last question. One, uh, but I remember having this conversation. I think it was last year, and you know, a, a topic in Wisconsin a lot for high school sports is you know the div- divisions. You know, div- for football or you know, should this team be in Division One when they're in Division Three or something like that? How do you balance that with enrollment? And I had a reporter tell me, you know, the one true, one of the true sports that where divisions really don't matter is wrestling because you, you've got. It you know the individual wrestlers going at each other, and you just mentioned you know division three guys going up against division two, division one. Would you agree with that that kind of assessment? Where you know what divisions don't really necessarily matter when it comes to wrestling because it's it's the individual versus the individual at that point.
2: Um, from a high school standpoint, uh, it's so fun to have a a team full of guys that come from all different uh, classes or divisions um, in each state. And listening to them argue and have that same, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, same debate. Um, when it comes to college, there's certainly some, you know, uh, differences. Obviously, um, with scholarship versus non-scholarship, um, things like that. But uh, you know, as far as the level of talent, there's there's certainly guys that can com- compete at at all levels, um, no matter who they're wrestling. We've got. Guys who were offered Division One scholarships uh, on our team, um, and we, you know, we're going to the Midlands tournament, which is a historically, you know, really strong Division One tournament uh, coming up. And last year there was a Division Three wrestler who was uh, a finalist at the tournament, so that really um, put it into perspective for, especially for some of those D1 guys that, that yeah. do put themselves up on a pedestal, um, right, looking down at Division Three. So. Exactly. It's always fun when you can do that.
0: I bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lightning round. We'll make this a quicker one here. Um first off, I this might be very generalizing here. Were you guys WWE WWF fans were, oh, yeah. You know, wrestlers that way too? Were I think you? there I think there
3: might have been a stint at one point Yeah. in yeah. my youth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you have a favorite wrestler then? Oh man, I don't I don't keep with it today. No. no. No nothing from when you were a kid? I mean, I know that uh I know there's, there's, some, there's some Division One wrestlers that are transferring into kind of that WWE realm, so it's cool to see those guys have success.
0: Yeah. Um, favorite entrance song? Do you have a lot of,
3: like, theme song, entrance song? Or oh, like man. That? Lonely as the Night, Billy Squire. Yeah?
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my Mine in, in college was uh, No Church in the Wild. Nice. nice.
0: Look at that. I like oh, this. Man. Yeah. Favorite food? Now, this is kind of interesting because of you guys being wrestlers, but what is your favorite food?
3: Go ahead. yeah I'm taking a steak every day you <laughs> can't overcook that thing I don't want a brick yep, yep. <laughs> do you have a certain cut you like or just oh man I don't even know we just uh we just got a quarter beef and everything everything yep. in there man I think that wrestlers of of every sport wrestlers wrestlers can appreciate food and they, they can appreciate when they when they're eating yeah uh, so no I mean if you, if you put it on my plate'm I'm, I'm gonna eat it nice
2: <laughs> i like it. Um. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the steak, but I. I will. I will say that I have a sweet tooth, which um was was made me, you know, have to be really yeah. disciplined when I was competing and making weight. But um. Yeah. I'm Perfect
0: time worked. of year right now for you. Oh yeah, What's I love
2: that? this time of the year. Now, now, not having to make weight. I was gonna, gonna say, to... is
0: that like one of the things you don't miss about wrestling is make, making weight, or do you try to set an example with your wrestlers too?
2: Um. Yes and no. Like we still i think i can speak for james but you still have to be a level of fit um to be the coach that you want to be mm-hmm. um but you know i think there's some some benefits with cutting weight right like you know when you're when you're not competing anymore you're you start see- seeing some changes in your body and you're like oh maybe i should get back on the mm-hmm. on the uh diet right so the decision
1: back. to take an e- two extra oreos gets a lot easier
2: i imagine I take them every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh favorite movie.
3: Uh, I love The Dark Knight. Nice. Hey, nothing's coming ahead but give me anything with Will Ferrell.
0: All right. Yeah, okay. Uh let's go. Are you if you have any downtime, what are you streaming right now like Netflix, binge watching Hulu or or anything like
3: that or what was the last one you watched? Oh man. Um we haven't we haven't been too big on, on T V but uh there's a show called The Chosen that we've been uh we've been watching at home.
2: Uh I just got into that show called Fargo. Okay. Yep. Uh like a murder mystery show with a bunch of uh northern accents in there, so it's mm-hmm. it's good.
0: Well and you're from the Dakotas, right?
2: Yeah. So over yep. there. So it's absolutely. a perfect
1: representation of South Dakota, right?
2: Oh uh, well, Fargo's in North Dakota, so it's the same are, thing. Well, those We're are same. See, thing. see, no, that's that's the battle I gotta fight all the time. South Dakota is way different.
0: <laughs> see, uh, I don't know if you guys know, like Justice Cleveland. Uh, he's a sports director at Thirteen. Says the same thing because that's where his parents live, and he lived over there a little bit too. There's a little rivalry between North and South Dakota. It seems like between there because I made that mistake too. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he, I he just do it to me. ruffle feathers. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Do we have to bring up the Kentucky thing with the uh, with the girls' basketball game again? No. Yeah, exactly. Tennessee, Kentucky, same thing. On right? to the next one. Uh, <laughs> 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 Who's been your
3: biggest influence in your life?
2: Um, I'd I'd say my mom.
3: Yeah, I think I've learned a lot from my folks, but kind of just to branch off and give something different um, than saying my parents. Um, I had, uh, I had a coach in high school, um, Tim Hartung, and I think. Um, kind of on the mat and off the mat, just, just shaping me as a man um, and, and doing the things right, not just in the wrestling room. But um, he's, just, he's just been an incredible example in my life to this day, still still a guy that I admire
0: highly. What are you doing uh, for hobby-wise or like some downtime to, to get away or, or what's your favorite hobby to do? Mm, yeah, that's a good one.
3: Oh, man. Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, that's Sumo, it. Wrestling. sumo wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just uh we just busted out. We had a Christmas party. Um so you know we get all the guys together and uh and um <laughs> we've got an event rental so we uh we brought the sumo suits and the guys were able to uh to jump in those and there were some there were some highly contested matches. It was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was fun to see and it was fun to see um some of those dudes are just throwing each other around but but everyone everyone got it
2: thank
1: you thank you for not bringing that to the department christmas party because i don't know if monks would have been able to handle (laughs) that (laughs) excitement it's gonna
2: show up at one of these things
0: (laughs) maybe the golf outing
2: Ooh, yes that'd be a good one yeah yes
0: i like that how about you do you have any
2: um you know i try to get outdoors when i can Mm -hmm. um you know since I moved to Wisconsin haven't really got into uh hunting and fishing yet, but uh I plan to.
0: Favorite sport besides wrestling?
2: Uh I would it's probably I got three. Can I give you yep. three? Go okay. For it. So I do enjoy watching football and hockey. Um but, you know, with being a combat sport like MMA is is really entertaining.
3: hmm Yeah, I'm gonna second that. I'm gonna second that one. Football favorite football
0: team then do I need to ask Green Bay right? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if you're lying to me no, or okay, no, okay, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm originally from Minnesota, but uh, it seems like all the onesies we have at home are all Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So, so I think that says something. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Outnumbered. Sorry, Nick. Outnumbered.
0: Minnesota thrown through. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. So. Hockey-wise, hockey wise well, hockey you can that that's okay though, because there's nothing in Wisconsin for for pro hockey. There's talk. That's what my six year old tried to tell me and I'm there's, like I can't be there's talks about it. Hey is there? Hey, I wrote a letter in sixth grade to Governor Tommy Thompson saying that we need to have one and I said it needed to be called the Wisconsin polar bears, and I never got a response. So if there is, I'm taking credit it's probably for probably because
1: that nickname isn't the
0: I was also in sixth grade. Well it's and, a- you know, Hey, sixth graders can be pretty convincing. Not in the 90s oh. when I was in sixth grade back then. It was a social studies assignment that we had to do that Well, for, back then, so. how do you know
1: that your courier pigeon made it all the way to 10 That's, that's so. a good
0: question. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but obviously it didn't make a mark <laughs> over there. So uh, how about what's your favorite place to, to hit up in Eau Claire? Like maybe to grab a bite to eat or, or anything like that?
3: Oh, man. Um Let's see. I'm huge. Uh, we live up in Chippewa falls. Uh, I love the edge. It's Mm -hmm. a great spot, man. Um, enjoy that. But, uh, if I'm here in Eau Claire Wagner's, you know, you, you got everything over there. That's a good spot.
2: Um, well, when I first got here, my wife and I shout out to Marie told her I'd give her a shout out. Um, (laughs) we, we lived in, in Haymarket, so we would go across to the district a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a great spot. And then, uh, I've been at Dooley's a few times and enjoy that.
0: Good, good spots, solid ones over there. All right, uh, guys, uh, we've kept you long enough here. So, big thanks for for coming by. But also, hope you guys have a good Christmas. I know you guys got, you know, the the tournaments coming up here as you mentioned. But hopefully, you guys be able to spend some time with your family and uh, got a favorite Christmas gift that comes to your mind from back when you were a kid, maybe or
2: oh. uh. favorite toy back in the day. <laughs> cool. I don't think so. No! No! Come on! <laughs> I'm <trying to> think.
0: <laughs> the old days. I'm 37. I'm older than you guys, and I can think of my Ninja Turtles for crying all out loud, So Donatello was the best, by the way. Just saying. So I <laughs> you know you're probably gonna disagree with me.
1: I don't have an opinion. I mean, any. mine. Mine was uh, first hockey stick. Typical
0: Minnesotan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just mine was Ninja Turtles all over the place. What's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I just said Donatello, <laughs> so you weren't paying attention because that's why I said you're probably going to disagree, and then you said something about a hockey stick. So, well, I probably tuned you out because it was the wrong answer. So, <laughs> nice save, <laughs> boys. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Best of luck uh, for the rest of the season, yeah. and uh, we'll catch up with you guys again soon. Okay.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having thanks us, fellas.
0: You got it. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Rollin' with the Golds podcast. As a quick reminder, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Rollin' with the Golds podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, for Nick Hoven, I'm Dan Casper. We will talk to you on the next episode of Rollin' with the Golds.